0: Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app. And on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
1: And I'm Cameron Moscow. This update is brought to you by Eisner Amper, Hedge Week Institutional Investor. Alt Credit Intelligence, fund managers reading these publications rank Eisner Amper high for excellence in client service. Find out why, EisnerAmper.com slash excellence. Stocks jumping around the world after Federal Reserve Chair Janet Yellen reasserted the central bank's gradual approach to raising interest rates. Commodities are climbing as the dollar extended its worst month in more than five years. Check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P E-Mini futures up 11.5 points. Dow E-Mini futures up 100. NASDAQ E-Mini Futures up 31 The DAX in Germany is up 1.7%. Ten-year Treasury down 3.30 seconds. The yield 1.81%. NYMEX crude oil up 1.7% or 61 cents. COMEX Gold little changed at 12.37 an ounce. And the euro, $1.1328. The yen won 1228 that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Barry.
2: Karen, uh, thanks so much. Barry Ritholtz and Tom Keane. Morning, Must Read. And this is really cool. Vice President Biden, as many of you know, um, has really taken the initiative on jumpstarting cancer research in America. He and Michael Bloomberg, of course, majority owner of uh, this uh, of Bloomberg LP and uh, of course Bloomberg Radio worldwide. Michael Bloomberg and Joe Biden writing today uh, an essay on the announcement of the Bloomberg Sidney Kimmel Institute for Cancer Immunotherapy at Mike's uh, Johns Hopkins University. This is fabulous. Sidney Kimmel, you will know from Jones Apparel from years ago, and he's been truly one of the great donors for cancer research, not only with this announcement of $125 million to Johns Hopkins University, but Sidney Kimmel's uh, contribution to Philadelphia and to all of cancer research nationwide. Uh, so it's wonderful to see a further commitment uh, with Mike to Johns Hopkins University. Look for curing cancer is within reach. The vice president and Mike, look for that Bloomberg view uh, this morning. Futures up 12, Dow futures up 100. Barry Reddolz and Tom Keene, we look at, Volatility with Dean Kernett. Dean, I thought what you did with us this morning it was just brilliant. I do want to revisit one thing, which is this belief out there that the market is forever changed. It's the market, not of the big short. Maybe it's the small long. I don't know what it is, but it's not the little guy. It's ETFs, hedge funds, in and out, in and out, playing your world of volatility. Is that an accurate view? I think it is. Uh, think about... Uh
3: the days from long, long ago when uh, you'd have people with a presence in the pit of the New York Stock Exchange or in Chicago, some of the futures and options pits, that physical presence has changed and now you've got a vast electronification of markets, even treasury markets, uh, which have uh, w- one of the latest markets to become uh, much more electronic in its orientation. Uh, what you have is impulses, you know, competing for liquidity. There's a lot of this kind of spoofing going on where you're really not sure if the screen what is
2: spoofing? I well, mean when I want to buy hundred and forty two shares of amalgamated chinstrap, I'm not spoofing, am I
3: No, you're going in there trying to take liquidity, but the the providing of liquidity is not really uh, a human being that has got an opinion on whether the stock are going is right. going up or down. it's just all about uh, trying to trade in and out of markets in in you know almost uh, light speed and that's uh, really. It begs the question of whether the liquidity will truly be there yeah. when the market is uh, potentially
4: I falling. just got
2: it. Spoofing berries is what the New York Knicks have done to us for 15 <laughs> years.
4: Well, if the New York Knicks would put up 50,000 shots in the span of a few microseconds and then cancel all of them, but <laughs> the 49,999 <laughs> as to fool the defenders, that would be spoofing. But let me ask a, uh, a more serious question of our guest. How much of the change in in character of trading in the markets is just human psychology and what's changing on the side of retail investors? And how much of it is it really the HFT, algo-driven electronification of markets? There's a little of each, isn't there?
3: Yeah, I I certainly think that uh, the electronification is very much – uh, a, a real trend. You know, I keep going back to the, the flash crash in 2010, and there were a number of things happening at that time. There, there was clearly a uh, the, the Greek uh, potential for big risk-off was starting to occur. Uh, there, there were many reasons. The, the economy was still very fragile, but to see what actually ultimately occurred in terms of the, the liquidity vacuum, uh, prices falling you know so tremendously and all the research that went into trying to investigate what exactly happened uh, I think that there's still uh, many questions that are left unanswered in terms of market structure and, and we've got this again this this structure for liquidity, for providing liquidity that is so electronic uh, and so high frequency in its orientation um, and I think it works uh, but it potentially doesn't work in a in a in a market where all of the liquidity gets turned off based on signals uh, that too many of the liquidity providers are using that are very similar. Uh, So I think that's, again, it's a risk that might not be active right now, here and now, as as volatility comes in uh, due to Chairwoman Yellen, uh, but uh, it's still a risk, I think, out there.
4: So so let's stay with the issue of market structure and, and changes that create additional risk. In the bad old days, we would have specialists on the NYSE and some people complained that was a license to steal, a license to print money. And to some degrees, if if you ever made the mistake of putting in a, uh, a, a limit order far away from the market and watch the market move down, execute the limit and then move right back up, you knew that there was some shenanigans going on. But the bottom line was you didn't get days... Like the flash crash because market makers and specialists always had to be ready, willing and able, even with their own capital to create and maintain an orderly market. Is that what's missing from the HFT structure? Do we, do we not have that social good of, Hey, regardless of what else happens, when everything gets there, you have to uh, be able to, to uh, make a, make a market.
3: Yeah, I think in some ways it's you can make the argument that uh, electronic liquidity, uh, kind of algorithmically driven trading strategies are uh, additive to liquidity in the marketplace. Uh, you know, there's this big uh, question mark now around the IEX is registering in exchange, and I find it so interesting to to see the arguments about this electronic speed bump, as they're calling it, which is in the microseconds. Uh, so it's it's so interesting that this notion of front-running, which you're referring to in the old days of the specialists, uh, has now become uh, measured in, in in microseconds. And so mm-hmm. I think, you know, the, the markets are changing. They're yeah. becoming more electronic. But I you know, I think right. a lot of the risks <clears throat> remain.
2: I uh, still like the time of Ace Greenberg with the paper tickets on the left and right buy and sell. This is Bloomberg's Surveillance.
5: Savannah is brought to you by SSNC. More experienced, superior technology, independence, and expertise. That's how SSNC drives the future of fund administration. SSNC, they are the future of fund administration. Good morning, 7.30 on Wall Street. I'm John Tucker, two hours away from the opening bell. And let's get you updated on the news you need to know at this hour. U.S. futures and stocks in Europe rising. Treasuries are poised for their best quarter in almost four years and the dollar on track for its worst month since 2010. After Janet Yellen Dow speculation, the Fed would pick up the pace of interest rate increases. Boeing plans to cut about 4,000 jobs from its commercial airplanes division by mid-year as part of a broader effort to reduce costs amid fierce competition from Airbus. Foxconn Technology Group has clinched a deal to buy Sharp After years of pursuit, bringing together the main assembler of Apple's iPhones with the electronics maker that built Japan's first television sets. 731 on Wall Street. And it's time for news from around the world. We say good morning to Bloomberg's Michael Barr.
6: Good morning, John. The three Republican presidential candidates have pulled back to support the party's presidential nominee, Donald Trump, Ted Cruz, and John Kasich, during a town hall in Milwaukee last night. All said they no longer feel beholden to the loyalty pledge by the signed they uh, signed back in September. President Obama called for aggressive action to fight the opioid abuse epidemic. The Obama administration issued new regulations that would make addiction treatment available to millions more people. The president attended the National Prescription Drug Abuse and Heroin Summit yesterday in Atlanta. Brazilian President Dilma Rousseff has lost a key ally just weeks before she faces an impeachment vote in Congress. The Brazilian Democratic Movement Party has left the governing coalition. Party members must leave Rousseff's cabinet posts. The PMDB had controlled six ministries in her administration. Experts say the PMDB leaving could make Rousseff's impeachment more likely. The U.S. plans to beef up its military presence in Eastern Europe. Pentagon officials will announce today the deployment of an armored brigade combat team as allies worry about threats from Russia. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by our 2400 journalists. More than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm
5: Michael Barr. John? Hi, right, thanks to Michael. 732 on Wall Street. is time for sports. The Bloomberg NBC Sports Update. Good morning, John Steshauer.
0: All right. Good morning, John. Sunday was Matt Harvey's 27th birthday, and also the day he began to feel the effects of a bladder infection that created a blood clot. When
2: I didn't really know what was going on. I was having trouble using the restroom, and it's not a great feeling, so I didn't know what was going on with my stomach, but uh, we had... Some tests yesterday, and, and um, everything's fine now. Terry said we'll be fine to go for Sunday. I'm gonna probably throw a couple innings tomorrow, I believe, and we'll be completely fine, fine to go.
0: Sunday, the season opener in Kansas City. Islanders and Devils, both at home, both won, both two to one. Isles in a shootout over Carolina. Kyle Ocposo the. Shootouts only goal, Devils on a Rick Boucher power play goal, third period top. Boston 2-1 to in the next blown out at Orlando 139-105. At the Garden, George Washington and Valparaiso, NIT semifinal winners. They'll play tomorrow for the title. Columbia became the first New York City school to win a postseason tournament since St. John's won the NIT in 2003. The Lions beat Cal Irvine 73-67. They are the champions of the CIT with Bloomberg NBC Sports Update, I'm John Stashan. All
5: right, thanks, uh, John. And ahead of the market, open uh, Wall Street. We have uh, futures right now in the U.S. They are higher. S&P futures up about six-tenths of a percent, up 11 points. The Dow futures up 103, and the NASDAQ E-mini futures 32 points higher. That is up seven-tenths of a percent. After uh, Janet uh, Yellen's address yesterday, the euro, 113.26. The end right now, 112.32. You're listening to Bloomberg Surveillance on Bloomberg Radio. Hey, and good morning. I'm John Tucker. It is 7.35 uh Wall Street. This Bloomberg T uh, STEM report now being brought to you by New Jersey Institute of Technology. Investing more than $110 million a year in applied research to solve problems and improve life. Learn more at storiesofinnovation.njit.edu. We say good morning to Bob Moon.
7: And good morning to you, John. Here's what's making news. In science. Good morning to you, John. Here's what's making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. Missile maker Mitsubishi is taking another look at components it developed to guide those weapons, millimeter wave radar, sonar, sensors, and cameras, and hoping to repurpose the technologies to help autonomous driving cars detect obstacles and avoid collisions. Engineers at the company's automotive division say the missile guidance components are being adapted for use in self driving vehicles that will hit the roads. By 2020, while its competitors have a head start, Mitsubishi engineers say they'll be able to offer superior systems next year that will benefit from the company's existing expertise. China is moving to tighten its grip over the Internet through draft rules that effectively ban web addresses not approved by local authorities, including possibly the most widely used .com and .org addresses. China already employs one of the world's most exhaustive Internet censorship regimes to suppress dissent and information deemed dangerous by the Communist Party. And the operator of the popular social messaging app Snapchat released an update that steps up competition with Facebook, owner of the rival mobile communication services Messenger, Instagram, and WhatsApp. Los Angeles-based Snapchat bolstered its chat function with multimedia features, including voice and video calling and digital stickers. And that's this morning's Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. John, I, I know you've been waiting for those digital stickers.
5: <laughs> Just what I need, right? You're listening to Bloomberg Surveillance. Bob Boone, thanks a lot. And Bloomberg Surveillance continues. Tom Keene and Barry Ritholtz in this week for Michael McKee. Barry, i got to tell you, I'm very tempted. Tom went off to do television, and look what he left behind.
4: His wallet. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Just make a quick uh, photo of the credit
4: card numbers and the I'm really security tempted to code, see what's and it set. Okay. Well, we still have uh, Dean Kurat sitting with us from Macro Risk Advisors, and earlier we were discussing uh, volatility and what it means for for various markets. And, and let's move beyond the question of market structure and talk about a handful of things that are are fairly significant. Yesterday, we had the big speech from Janet Yellen. Uh, markets seem to like what they hear. What does this mean in terms of near-term volatility, and what does this mean for the market looking forward?
3: Well, it certainly underscores the impact of, of central banks on risk-taking. You know, the the Fed can really dictate outcomes for markets. Uh, they, they can uh, impose on markets uh, what I like to call premium fatigue, which is, you know, for all the uh, negative surprises that uh, market participants battle with and try to handicap, uh, whether it's overseas or geopolitical events or an earnings surprise. Um, the reality is that uh, hedging uh, is costly. It costs money to buy puts, and for all the the fear that uh, investors have in confronted markets, um, there hasn't been a lot of realization. There was some uh, realization of of down markets in the past couple of months, but Yellen has essentially reasserted the dovishness of the Fed, uh, one, one of the metrics that we like to look at uh, at Macro Risk Advisors is the implied probabilities of the Fed uh, moving. Um, it's it's the Bloomberg page, WIRP. And what's very interesting is that even as the market has rallied uh, the probability of the Fed moving in June, which is the next uh conference call or the next uh, press release um has come down quite a bit uh, i think it's really says something about uh the fed's communication to the market which is we're going to take it really 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 slow uh we'll probably let inflation run above trend um and we're very concerned about global developments ie things like china uh, we're concerned about the impact of the dollar and what that means for inflation and corporate profits in the United States. And, you know, this is really good news if you're if you're a risk taker. It doesn't mean that there's not a significant number of risks still out there in the marketplace. But if you're in the business of trying to risk manage your portfolio, uh, Yellen is, is essentially providing some, some glide path right now. Uh, that- so let me let me push back against the idea how
4: important the Fed is within the context of what's going on. Rates are really low, and they've been really low, zero, for seven years now. Is it really all that much of a difference as far as the U.S. economy or markets are concerned, between 25 basis points or 50 basis points? Is that
3: really all that relevant? I totally agree. It it can't really matter that much, but I do think what matters is the Fed communicating, almost in a forward guidance-like fashion, which is trying to provide some degree of certainty uh, to the market that market participants are, are forced to lean against. Remember, by keeping the base rate, of, let's say treasury rates, so low – uh, through this, what the Fed likes to call the portfolio balance channel, they're forcing investors to find alternatives. And those alternatives are in things like credit-bearing instruments, which, again, don't provide a lot of yield, but at least provide some yield. Stocks provide the opportunity for upside and also uh, some dividends. So they're, they're effectively, by making the – Opportunity cost of not getting involved so so uh, painful they force people back into the market.
4: The, you know, yesterday we spoke with Doug Cass. He talked about Tina. There is no alternative, and that seems to be the case. Let, let's take a quick look at the markets. I How are we want, doing today? Yeah, I
5: wanted to bring this up uh, since Dean brought up the function WRP, uh, WIRP on the Bloomberg. The probability of a Fed hike, according to the Fed futures, zero. Percent for the uh, April 27th meeting, 28 percent for the June 15th uh, meeting. After that speech yesterday by Yemen, S&P futures ahead of the market open up 12 points higher right now. Barry up six tenths of a percent. The Nasdaq futures up 34 points. That's seven tenths of a percent higher. You're listening to Bloomberg Surveillance. Surveillance brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. This month, your Mercedes-Benz tri dealers welcome spring with limited-time offers on select models like the sporty CLA and versatile GLA. Each engineered and priced to move. Visit MBUSA.com today.